0: Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We've been reading in the book of Deuteronomy. Last time we read Deuteronomy chapter 8. Now if you remember chapter 8 was about God's gracious dealings with the Israelites and his telling them you know to make sure they did not forget the Lord, but to remember the Lord and his dis- his discipline and his commandments. And now we're ready to read Deuteronomy chapter 9, and this is going to be a kind of a recounting of uh, what occurred with the golden calf. So this is Deuteronomy chapter 9, I am reading from the Amplified Bible. Here, O Israel, you are crossing the Jordan today to go in to dispossess nations greater and more powerful than you, great cities fortified to heaven a people great and tall, sons of Anakim, whom you know and of whom you have heard it said, who can stand before the sons of Anak. So know today with confident assurance that the Lord your God is crossing the Jordan before you like a devouring fire. He will destroy them and he will subdue them before you and you shall drive them out and destroy them quickly, just as the Lord has promised you. Do not say in your heart, when the Lord your God has driven them out before you, Because of my righteousness, the Lord has brought me in to possess this land. But because of the wickedness of these nations, the Lord is dispossessing them before you. It is not for your righteousness or for the uprightness of your heart that you are going to possess their land. But because of the wickedness of these nations, the Lord your God is driving them out before you, and to confirm the oath which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Know without any doubt that the Lord your God is not giving you this good land to possess because of your righteousness. For you are a stiff-necked, stubborn, obstinate people. Remember with remorse, and do not forget how you provoked the Lord your God to wrath in the wilderness. From the day you left the land of Egypt, until you arrived in this place, you have been rebellious against the Lord. And at Horeb, Sinai, You provoked the Lord to wrath, and the Lord was so angry with you that He would have destroyed you. When I went up the mountain to receive the tablets of stone, the tablets of the covenant which the Lord made with you, I remained on the mountain forty days and forty nights. I did not eat food or drink water. The Lord gave me the two tablets of stone written with the finger of God. And on them were written all the words which the Lord had spoken to you at the mountain from the midst of the fire on the day of the assembly. It came about at the end of forty days and forty nights that the Lord gave me the two tablets of stone, the tablets of the covenant. Then the Lord said to me, Arise, go down from here quickly, for your people whom you brought from Egypt have acted corruptly. They have quickly turned aside from the way which I commanded them. They have made, cast, a molten image for themselves. Furthermore, the Lord said to me, I have seen this people, and indeed they are stiff-necked, stubborn, obstinate people. Let me alone so that I may destroy them and wipe out their name from under heaven, and I will make of you a nation mightier and greater than they. So I turned and came down from the mountain while the mountain was burning with fire, and the two tablets of the covenant were in my two hands. And I saw that you had indeed sinned against the Lord your God, you had made for yourselves a molten calf idol, you had turned aside quickly from the way which the Lord had commanded you, so I took hold of the two tablets and threw them from my two hands and smashed them before your very eyes. Then, as before, I fell down before the Lord for another forty days and forty nights. I did not eat food or drink water because of all the sin you had committed by doing what was evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. For I was afraid of the anger and absolute fury which the Lord held against you, enough divine fury to destroy you. But the Lord listened to me at that time also. The Lord was very angry with Aaron, angry enough to destroy him. So I also prayed for Aaron at the same time. I took your sinful thing, the calf which you had made, and burned it in the fire and thoroughly crushed it, grinding the metal thoroughly until it was as fine as dust. And I threw its dust into the brook that came down from the mountain. At Tibera, also, and at Massa, and at Kilbroth, Hatava, you provoked the Lord to wrath. And when the Lord sent you from Kadesh Barnea, saying, Go up and take possession of the land which I have given you, then you rebelled against the command of the Lord your God, and you did not believe and rely on Him, nor did you obey His voice. You have been rebellious against the Lord from the first day that I knew you. So I fell down and lay face down before the Lord forty days and nights because the Lord had said He would destroy you. Then I prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord God, do not destroy your people, even your inheritance, whom you have redeemed through your greatness, whom you have brought from Egypt with a mighty hand. Remember with compassion your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Do not look at the stubbornness of this people, or at their wickedness, or at their sin, so that the people of the land from which you brought us will not say, because the Lord was not capable of bringing them into the land which he had promised them, and because he hated them, he has brought them out to the wilderness in order to kill them. Yet they are your people and your inheritance whom you have brought out by your great power and by your outstretched arm. So that's the end of Deuteronomy 9. I want to I mention a couple of things with the, the molten calf that probably identifies back to an Egyptian god and i think the egyptian's god name that name of that egyptian god was like apis i think that's right apis something like that anyway it could have been something else it could have been um it could have been a number they had a pantheon of gods so i'm not going to try to guess sorry about that nonetheless i believe this this related back to an egyptian bull god and it kind of goes along with here again the way they're looking back at their past life, and if you remember from the original account of this, they're like, "Oh well, we don't know what's become of Moses, you know we don't know where he's gone off to well they they knew he was on the mountain with the Lord, but for some reason, they just got caught up in wanting whatever they wanted, and they they had this weird celebration, which we know a lot of bad stuff happened during that and um, you know, I don't want to get into all the details of that. It was just of a uh, bad nature, uh, what they did and worshipped this golden idol. And it's wrong that Aaron made it. And you'll notice the Lord was, was also angry with Aaron for making that. He knew better. And if you remember Aaron's excuse to Moses was kind of funny. He's like, well, I just threw this stuff in the fire and this calf just came out. You know, it's like, woo, it just happened. And really we already knew because you know Moses gives the correct account that uh that Aaron actually did fashion this calf for them but it kind of it's kind of a reflection on us you know he says you're a stiff-necked stubborn obst- obstinate people a lot of times we're the same way we want what we want we look back to our past life and the past sins you know part of our life as christians is we're always working on ourselves, improving ourselves. We're trying to put behind the bad, sinful things, or in some cases, even just the temptations. We're trying to just put away things that tempt us even. But part of us wants them. Part of us still sometimes kind of wants those things. You know, it's where Paul talks about fighting with your old man and, you know, the old, the old creature in you still wants those things. And so this kind of relates back to that, at least to me, every time I hear this story and I hear some of their other complaints where they go, Oh, back in Egypt, we had the melons and we had this and that. You know, all of that to me is just that it's just that fight against our human nature to have the things we want and to have it easy. Okay. We have to realize now they did not necessarily have it easy wandering out in the wilderness, even though God was taking care of them. That doesn't mean that their life was, you know, just a bed of roses. They still had a lot of walking they had to do. They had a lot of work they had to do, setting things up, breaking things down, catching food, doing stuff. Well, I guess catching food was not such a worry since they had manna. But I imagine they still had people go out and hunt for them. Though at one point, that's right, God does provide them with meat also. But they got sick of that. Remember, they always got sick of everything and complained. So again that's a reflection on us if you ask me that is that's we tend to do the same thing we get tired of the blessings we have sometimes which is awful to say but isn't that really true don't we we want something and then we get it we're happy for a while and then we get kind of tired of it we're kind of eh, we're kind of over that so always whenever we think of the jewish people the the israelites back here in the bible We should always remember they are a good reflection of us, of ourselves, because we're we're definitely not any better. We may live in a different time, but overall, most things have not changed. People are still people, really, and that's that's just the way it is. So, anyway, this has been Deuteronomy chapter nine. I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe. And remember. God loves you.